Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. Welcome to Sports the Show, the show where I talk about sports. Uh, so I'd like to point out something I learned this week. So apparently I've been accidentally quoting the Truman Show a bit when he's basically saying, good morning, if I don't see you again, good evening, good afternoon, and good evening, and good night. There we go. I That wasn't at all right, but that doesn't matter. We're keeping this in. Truman Show, good review to watch, by the way, but that's not what this is about. This is about main news of the week. We got a lot of that. Most sports update won't be in this one. It's in the Motorsports The Show episode. You're not going to want to miss this one. We talk about the NBA bubble, Canada, and then a guy breaking in to Miller Park in Milwaukee. That and more. Stay tuned to this week's edition of Sports The Show. It's now time for the main news of the week. We got a lot of it. We got some big news with the NBA. They've officially announced their safety protocols in a over a hundred page report. I'm going to be telling you all the stuff that you need to know. First, if a player tests positive, they will need to be retested to make sure that it isn't a false positive test. And if that player is indeed positive, then they will begin treatment and have a 14-day recovery period quarantine away. And uh, they're gonna be—they aren't gonna be able to work out and do any of that stuff. So it's gonna be a bit after they recover to come back. So it's not gonna be immediately be. Oh. It's been 14 days. Time to come back. No, it's going to be a bit more time there. It's still unknown if players are going to be tested daily or not. There are three possibilities, by the way, if a player would not be going. One, if a team thinks that the player's high risk, and all this goes with coaches, by the way, then they will be exempt from playing. The second is if a panel of three medical experts review a player's medical history and determine that player's high risk, that player would be exempt from competing this at the bubble. They will, however, be able to challenge the panel's decision and go somewhere else and get another decision, and then that will be overruling the panel's decision. Third way a player wouldn't be able to go is if they decline to go. They will lose $108,000 per game if they make $10 million. So if they make more, they're going to be losing more money. If a player has a season-ending Ending injury, they are exempt from competing. Teams and leagues can are going to be able to decide if a coach is high risk and can't attend. Teams, by the way, are going to have to notify the league who all is going to be at the bubble by June 24th. Now, one thing we haven't really talked about, but we are going to be talking about right now, is life inside of the bubble. Well, here's what it is like. For the first 48 hours, players are going to have to self-isolate in their hotel rooms. After that, they won't have to be isolating anymore. They are able to order food with like an app and stuff, but they are able to interact with coaches and other players in their respective hotel until July 21st. There are three different hotels they're going to be staying at. It's all very fancy too, by the way. It really is. Each team has their own chef from Disney, and then they get to order whatever food they want, I guess. The players are going to have a Disney's Magic Band. That is their key to be able to get into their room as well as 
being able to get into the medical office to get tested for the coronavirus. So very interesting there. They also have this ring thing that they can get. Um, if you ask some players, they think it's a tracking device. I'm honestly not sure if it is a tracking device or not. I'm guessing it is. It's this aura ring. It checks the player's temperatures and can predict if the player will get coronavirus three days in advance. Ah, that technology is crazy, my dude. really is. Teams are going to have their own specific players' lounge that will have video games, decks of cards and tables to play cards, and a ping-pong table. Now, here's the thing. It has to be singles with ping-pong. And you want to know why? That's because they don't want to have social distancing be infracted upon. That's not the right word, but I don't care. There are three different arenas that are going to be there. And for games, by the way, they're going to have a live PA announcer in there, just so it seems a bit normal. There's going to be a bunch of cameras, new camera angles. And this is actually something very cool because they're going to be testing a lot of stuff out. They'll do this some days during those like TV league pass games. I know they had one where like they filmed an entire NBA game on a phone. That's something I learned. Didn't know about that, but it was on one of the league pass games. So they're going to be testing a lot of stuff out, and you never know. They might have this camera stuff come to a normal games. So there could be a positive there. Players are going to also be able to watch their opponents' other games when they aren't playing. Here's a quick reminder, by the way, the season, if you're just now tuning in to Sports the Show, this first-time listener, hello and welcome. you got to remember, there's going to be a total of eight regular season games that is going to help seed one through 16. There is two divisions, the East and the West, that are going to be competing, so one through eight in the East, one through eight in the West, and they're going to be having that bracket to eventually have an NBA Finals with an East and West team. There we go. Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball makes me sad. Major League Baseball makes me angry. Major League Baseball stresses me out. Major League Baseball still seems like it might not have a season. That's what I thought most of the week, except for today. It's been a roller coaster of the week. We're going to talk to you about it all. First, on Monday, Commissioner Rob Manford told ESPN's Mike Greenberg in an interview on the uh, win sports return thing that ESPN did. He told Mike Greenberg, quote, I'm not confident we can play. I think there's a real risk. And as long as there's no dialogue, that real risk is going to continue. It's just like a disaster for our game. Absolutely no question about it. It shouldn't be happening, and it's important that we find a way to get past it and get the game back on the field for the benefit of our fans. End quote. MLB PA Executive Director Tony Clark said in a very long response that the players were angry that Rob said, not even a week ago, by the way, not even a week ago, that they were going to have a season, and then he said, oh, hey, there's not going to be a season. There might not be a season, sorry. There was a glimmer of hope. On Tuesday, Rob Manfred and Tony Clark, they met in Arizona on Tuesday. Then a new proposal came out that the owners did. It was a 60-game series, 60 games in 70 days. Season would start July 19th to 20th. 
that weekend. Very important there. Uh, also, players aren't allowed to file a grievance against the league. That's something that the owners want to hammer in because they don't want to lose money in a grievance. The Players Association had a counterpoint of 70 games, however. One important detail, like I said, is not to file a grievance against the league over a shortened season. With the owner's proposal, it's full prorated salary, something that we've been hammering for them to do. So I think they should accept the 60-game offer. And just give us baseball. If they don't, I mean, they're already losing people right now. They really are. Well, the Players Association had a counterpoint of, like you said, 70 games. I don't really know what's going to happen. Really wrong. On Friday, Major League Baseball said they won't counter the Players Association's offer to play 70 games this season, but they won't accept any offer that isn't 60 games with more playoff games, no ability to file agreements, and full prorated salaries. ESPN's Jesse Rogers says the Player Association has two options, accept the 60-game proposal or have Rod Manfred implement a schedule, which might not have extra playoff teams and the players be able to file a grievance against owners. No matter what, this is going to be ugly when we get out of this. I'm telling you, they're, uh, when they're talking about like their CBA negotiations, oh, it's going to be ugly. It really is. We now talk about women's basketball with the WNBA. Before we do that, uh, women's soccer is going to be returning in June with a like tournament in Utah, I think. I didn't look at, into it that much. It will be on CBS as well as Twitch because they stream on Twitch. So if you want to watch women's soccer with the W and WSL, that will be available there. WNBA has announced how their season will happen. All games are going to take place at the IMG Academy in Florida. Each team is going to have 22 regular season games. Their postseason will have their regular playoff format. Top eight teams in the league will face off. The four teams won't be in the playoffs because there's only 12 teams, so there's no East versus West final. Teams are going to be seeded based on their record. I I wish the NBA did something like this, where it was just based on 1 through 16. I mean, imagine if we had like a Lakers-Clippers match round one, just like based on how their season went. That would be cool. That would be great TV for round one. I'd be okay with that, really. Would W? I mean, sorry, it could be a Lakers Clippers final even. That now, that's good TV. That really is. Canada, oh Canada! I don't know your anthem. They are going to allow the NHL to come to their country. They have opened their borders to the NHL after approving the NHL's return to play proposal. This now means NHL's hub cities are going to be. Most likely one in Canada, but they can have both hub cities in Canada. It was like Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, and Edmonton, I think, were the four different Canadian cities. We now move to the NFL with the Pro Bowl. It's going to be taking place at the Big Roomba, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas this year. First time in four years, the Pro Bowl hasn't been in Orlando, Florida. The event will take place January 31st if an NFL season happens. I hope one does. I really do. Interesting factoid. From 1986 through 2016, Hawaii's Aloha Stadium hosted all but two Pro Bowls. I don't know which Pro Bowls they were, but they didn't host two of them. Very cool there. Hawaii had monster trucks at their stadium this year. 
That'd be something cool to go to. Imagine going to Hawaii and then you watch monster trucks. That's like heaven for me. I don't care about beaches and stuff. I want motorsports. There you have it. There's your main news of the week. Have you heard of Anchor? It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free way to make a podcast. You don't have to pay. You can edit the podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to many places, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can make money from your podcast with barely any listens. You can download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. There's a lot of combat news happening. Well, not really combat news. There's a lot of combat events that happened. Really more. A lot of UFC fight nights, a lot of top-ranked boxing main events, but we're not going to be talking about that. No, we are going to be talking about first UFC 250 with Amanda Nunes wrecked Felicia Spencer in the main event. It only lasted about 25 minutes long. Felicia Spencer did not look like she was going to win at all. So the question now is who's next for Amanda Nunes? She is a dominant female in the UFC. She was in the main event. She's like one in both divisions, so I honestly don't know who's next. really don't. If we're doing the whole WWE approach, we're going to have Ronda Rousey come back and face Amanda Nunes. But I don't think that's going to happen. Really don't. The same night as UC 250, by the way, Conor McGregor, he retired. He said, quote, the game just does not excite me. And that's that. All this waiting around, there's nothing happening. I'm going through opponent options, and there's nothing really there at the, and at the minute. There's nothing that exciting me. They should just have kept the ball rolling. That's I'm sorry. I tried to do an Irish accent, and that failed, but oh, well. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Ireland. I really am. I'll be talking to Ian about this stuff eventually. He wanted to be on the podcast, and I just didn't put him on, and I'm sorry, Ian. I will get you on, and we'll talk about all this stuff and probably more. Well, UFC Fight Island was officially announced. The fights are going to be taking place in Yas Island in Abu Dhabi. There are going to be four major events that will be taking place starting July 11th and ending July 26th, including UFC 251 on July 11th. Honestly, I was a bit disappointed. I thought the island was going to be a random little a tiny island in the ocean that wasn't owned by any country. Or it could be like a tiny French island, but nope. It's in Abu Dhabi. I just wanted to be in the middle of nowhere. Really did. Like an Animal Crossing New Leaf, you know how they just put you on a random island? Yeah, I wanted something like that. I don't have that game, though. Really don't. I talk too much. It's fine. It's fine. First major event, like I said, is UC 251. Three! Three title fights are going to be happening, including Alexander Volkanowski Volkanowski versus Max Holloway. For the featherweight belt, Max is the champion. Kamara Usman is the champion of the featherweight title excuse me, of the welterweight title and will be taking on Gilbert Burns. And then Peter Yan versus Jose, Jose Aldo. It looks like it's Jose. It's J-O-S-E, but they keep saying Jose. So I'm saying it's Jose. I don't, I haven't watched UFC, so I should probably know that. It's fine. Jose Aldo versus Peter Yan, the Russian, for Henry Cejudo's vacated bantamweight title. It'll be exciting there. 2020 sucks, man. But I can tell you one thing. 2021 is going to be exciting. You want to know why? 
Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. That might happen in 2021. Promoter Eddie Hearn says Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, quote, have agreed to the basics of a deal to fight two times in 2021. End quote. There's currently no signed contract or no venue yet. Uh, one of the people who's in charge of this fight got dropped because they did some illegal stuff. So now they're, it's a bit, I'm a bit worried about them not having a fight because of that, but I'm not sure. Really not. By the way, f- both fighters can have the ability to put their titles on the line at least once before then. I know for Fury, he's going to be facing Deontay Wilder at least once in 2021. And then Anthony Joshua will be facing Dillian White in 2021, late 2020, not sure. First fight expected to be in summer of 2021, most likely in the Middle East. That's what they're saying. Well, there you go. There is your combat news of the week. It's time for the non-sports news of the week. We got a crazy person from Milwaukee. This comes from Barstool Sports and JSOnline.com. Here was the headline. Some dude broke into Miller Park, stole a tractor, and tried to write his name on the field, causing $40,000 in damages. So I saw that from Barstool Sports on Twitter, and I was like, that seems interesting. Let's read it. Well, let's tell you about this. The intruder who entered Miller Park's playing field last week is accused of taking a joyride on a tractor and using it to try to carve his name in cursive on the grounds, causing $40,000 in damage. Prosecutors, they charge Kean A. Lambert, whose age is 40 years old of Milwaukee, with a felony count of a criminal damage to property and a misdemeanor disorderly conduct for disorderly conduct. Legal stuff's difficult. I'm sorry. I don't understand legal crap. The criminal complaint describes how Lambert entered the stadium on June 2nd after finding an unlocked door. That's stupid. Why is your door unlocked, Milwaukee? And wandering to the playing field with the grounds crew. They were present at the time. He told police he decided to come and dare the tractor because he'd never driven one before. And he wanted to carve his name into the grass with the tires. The tractor didn't move fast enough for him to write his name. But you want to know what Lambert did? Nevertheless, he drove across the field while raising and lowering the front bucket of the tractor that damaged the pitcher's mound and digging holes elsewhere on the field. That's according to the complaint. Lambert told police he saw workers recording him with their phones, quote, so we decided to show off, end quote. He also shouted various things to the ground crew workers so they would stay away from him. I'm guessing it was threats. Not very good. So, Miller Park in Milwaukee, they have a giant slide. Their mascot goes down, and I'm disappointed. I agree with Balls, uh, not Balls State, sorry. Barstool Sports, I went to Ball State thing. That's why it's been on my mind. Barstool Sports was talking about how there's, like, the giant Miller Park slide, and he didn't slide down at all, and I'm disappointed about that. I'm angry about that. They ne- he needed to do that. If you're going to break in, to the stadium, and at least slide down the giant slide. We now move into an awesome dog video. I found it on Twitter from Rex Chapman. So there's a bomb sniffing dog, and it was his retirement. So what they did was they placed like some smelling crap on a backpack. Well, the dog went near the backpack, like pulled it down, 
And then from the ceiling dropped so many tennis balls. And you just looked at the dog, and the dog was so happy. It was an adorable dog video, so look it up. That's my positive news of the week. You know what, man? Very exciting. Very exciting indeed. Well, there you guys go. There was this week's edition of Sports the Show. I gave you two episodes this week. Very good there. By the way, you're going to want to add Max G Sports on Twitter. Do that right now. I want to know who all my listeners are. Uh, also, I changed the logo because it, it was pointed out to me that I had a tennis racket on my logo, and I've never talked about tennis once, so I knew I needed to change the logo. Also, I'm pretty sure it was a copyrighted name. I didn't want a copyright strike. I had to change the logo with that as well. So it's not as good. It's not as good, but it's okay. We're going to be doing that from now on. Makes sense because there's no fans in the stands, so it's an empty stands. And I'm helping you understand sports. In all seriousness, you need to support your local businesses. They are having it rough. Buy a gift card, order takeout or delivery from restaurants, or go inside. I haven't been telling you this, but I actually went to a restaurant today, and it was awesome. It was weird to haven't gone to a restaurant in like three months. So it was like, what are you supposed to do? Did that today. Got a haircut today as well. Haven't had that for three months. Everything was crazy. I did everything today. Just got to support your local businesses if you can. Stay safe. Message via the Anchor app. Add MaxD Sports on Twitter. Stay safe. Keep saying that. You got to stay safe. We will get through this. I believe it. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Sports the Show. I hope to see you next week for even more sports news. And hopefully we get to have more about Major League Baseball. I think by next week we should learn if there will be Major League Baseball. I'm praying. I might actually watch it now. Thank you. Peace. And see you next week. (laughs) 